The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning. Welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Source of Truth podcast. Thanks for joining us in the middle of the week. Hope you're having a great week and uh, hope that you'll enjoy this time together. We're again in the book of Ephesians chapter number 3. Uh, Today we're going to talk about this premise that I have access. We're just talking about different aspects of our identity in Christ. And if we can find our identity in Christ, it helps us in every other part of life. As Christians, that is where our identity is found, in Christ alone. And it should grow from there. So to get a better understanding of who we are, we find our identity through Christ. And so today we're going to talk about the fact that I have access. Chapter number 3, Ephesians chapter 3, we're going to go to verse number 9. The Bible says this, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now under the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. So we look at this, and of course verse 13 continues on when Paul talked about his tribulations, which we talked about yesterday. So we talk about the idea that I have access Um, What I want to do is give a little bit of context here in this section. Now, we mentioned in the end of of chapter 2, Paul talks about this mystery, he calls it, or this new establishment, this church is what we call it, and some of the things that makes it unique. It's been hidden from mankind until this time as Paul is establishing the church and teaching about it. The apostles are traveling, establishing this new thing that once was a mystery, And so he talks a little bit about kind of what is the mystery. In verse 9, he says, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. So the fellowship of the mystery, this mystery, really the mystery is what we call the church, but it's more than just a church. It's kind of God's plan in the church. And so let me read the next verse because it extends a little further into this mystery. Verse 10, To the intent... That now unto the principalities and powers in heaven, to heavenly beings, might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. So even the angelic beings are looking down and they're seeing something that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There's a song in one of the CDs we play in church. uh, The song is simply titled, I Have a Song That the Angels Can't Sing. You see, the angels have never understood redemption. Uh, They don't understand what it means to have been reconciled to God and redeemed and to be sacrificed for. Uh, they They don't have the human nature. They don't have the ups and downs. And one of the things they don't understand is God's wisdom to take a broken world and to bring it together. And that's really one of the primary premises of the church, through the gospel, through Jesus Christ, to take a broken world and reconcile it through his church. Now, having said that, again, we've mentioned this before, so I won't take too much time on it. But what it means is we're taking people from all backgrounds, all different races, all different mindsets politically and everything, and uniting them, not making uniformity, but unity in the church coming together under the cause of Christ, together, that's its ultimate purpose for the cause of Christ. And we unify in that. We unify into that one sore thing, one 
common God of Jesus Christ and the gospel, and that it would be spread. And that's the thing that brings us together. Now, we grow a little bit more alike in our thinking because we, in the Word of God, and the Word of God becomes part of us, and our thinking gets filtered and taught through the Word of God. So this is this beautiful thing. The church is supposed to be multicultural, multicolored, amazing thing that God has created that shows the world that everything they really think is not possible is possible. The things they claim they want should be seen in the local church and uh, from all kinds of different backgrounds. And so that's this mystery. Granted, we grow because we grow together in Christ, and as we get to know more about Christ and get his mind, and obviously our view changes, and we get to see how he loves others no matter what. And we gain that and learn that. But then there's one more thing in this, I think, because we talked a lot about the mystery, but I want to go down to verse, um, let's go to verse 11. According to the eternal purpose, which he, the Lord, purposed in Christ Jesus, our Lord, verse 12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith. So he's referencing here that we have boldness through Jesus Christ. We have boldness and access with confidence by faith in him. Now, who do we have boldness with? Who do we have access to? And the Bible tells us another place to come boldly before the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The same premise. So there's a level of access here, the level of doctrine being taught here, and it comes to do with my relationship with Jesus and with God, my access to the throne of God. See, many religions today, many different belief systems teach that you yourself cannot really have access to Almighty God. You need to go through a priest or you need to go through a movement or through a church or things of that nature and, and you gain forgiveness from them and then they speak on behalf of God on this earth. But you see, when Jesus died upon the cross, of course, we believe him to be the Messiah, one of the things that happened on that day was that the veil in the temple was rent in two, splitting the Holy of Holies from the holy place splitting it, now giving access to that ark, to God's presence, to everyone, because sin had been dealt with on the cross. And so we don't have to go through anybody else. We have access. Now, we, have, we, have, we go through one person, that is Jesus Christ. The Bible teaches us that there is one mediator between God and man, that is the man, Christ Jesus. So when we go before the throne of grace, it's not because we are anything special, but we know when we go because of Jesus and we go to the presence of God because of Jesus Christ. He's kind of like our lawyer, our mediator who stands there. And when Satan looks down at us as the accuser and says, they shouldn't be here, Jesus says, listen, they've been washed by my blood. And it's true then, that's what God sees. Now we come positionally righteous before God in prayer and in petition and in worship because of Jesus Christ. So this is why. That's why we often, when we pray, it's important in the one aspect. We talk about praying in the name of Jesus. It's not a, just a trite phrase. It's, it's simply a truth that Jesus is under, taught, or God has taught us to understand. My access to God is because of Jesus, through his name, not. You know, let me give me an illustration. Years ago, I heard the story of a lady who wanted to come and she wanted to talk to then President Abraham Lincoln. Back in the day when, you know, it was a little easier to just come into the, to the president's house, the White House, and come in. And, and obviously the Secret Service at that time were saying, he's busy, he, doesn't have, he, he can't see you today. Well, as she's walking away, and it had something to do with her family member in war, and she wanted to learn about this. And so she's walking away quite distraught, and she bumps into a young man walking in the hallways. And man, the young man says, can I help you? 
And she says, you know, I wanted to learn some information about my son at war, and, and I was hoping to meet the president, and, uh, but he's busy. She goes, you know, ma'am, follow me. And so she follows what she thinks is this unknown man through the hallways of this house. She comes up to the door where these other guards were, and the guards step aside. And the door opens wide open, and she's like, what's going on? Why is it that now all of a sudden I, I'm walking face-to-face -face in with the president, and all these people who at one point halted me, are now letting me in. And she got the answer very quickly as she walked into this presence of the president. And as she walked in, this young man who walked with her said this, Dad, this woman has something to ask you. You see, she was able to gain immediate access to the president because she'd gone in with his son. And that son gave her access. That picture is a perfect picture of what we have. We don't have access to God because of who we are. We have access to God because of who we know. Because we as Christians are in Jesus Christ. That's what it means. That power, that, that change in our life. And that's what we have. And so that's what he's saying is right here. We have access to him. So let me finish with a couple thoughts of what that access means. An access simply means that we can come boldly before God and begging for needs. We can come praying for others. We can come in worship. And now understand, we come boldly, but that does not mean arrogantly. We come because we know God and we worship God. I think we should come humbly in that area, but we have a right to boldly ask God to help us, to boldly say, Lord, you are my helper, and I need strength, I need wisdom, I need this, I need that. We have that freedom, and I think we should do it frequently, to be honest with you. And it gives us that comfort. We have that. And that access, that freedom. And again, you can come and, you know, in, in all kinds of different prayer, intercessory prayer and encouragement prayer and just worship and all of these things. And hopefully you're doing them. You come to God and you can just thank him for who he is and what he's done and then lay your fears and your apprehensions before him. And then your request for others and yourself and all these things. We can come boldly and say, Lord, I, I need your help in this because of, the, because of what Jesus has done. It's what makes the church unique. And it's not the fact the church does this. It's because, as we mentioned earlier, Jesus is the cornerstone of that church. He is the embodiment of the church, really. And that is why we as a church have access. Anyone saved becomes part of his body, becomes part of the church, and they have access to, to God through Jesus Christ. Well, I hope you'll take advantage of that. I hope you will take advantage of coming boldly before God, laying your needs, your requests, and your desires before Him, and waiting to see how He'll work in your life. I hope you thank. I want to thank you for joining us again today. I hope it's an encouragement. We would invite you to join us tonight. Uh, we have our midweek service. We have an adult Bible study. We're going through the book called um, "Stop Trying: How to Receive Your True Identity." Uh, great book on biblical truth, and so we're going through that on Wednesday nights for the adult Bible time. Uh, teens and uh, kids club have their own special services. There's a nursery, and uh, so if you want to join us, it's at seven o'clock tonight. If you can't make it here in person, the Bible study portion of the night is live streamed on our website, our YouTube channel, and our Facebook page, and we hope you join us there. Thanks again for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.